<laughs> He's shaking his head as we start the podcast. What up? This is the Leafs Cabo for Oak Ridge Ford in London, Ontario. OakRidgeFord.com. It is March 6, 2022, the day after the Leafs give up three in the third to the Canucks and lose 6-4. 21 goals against over the past four games. That's over five goals per game against the blue and white. That is not going to cut it if you aspire to be a champion and play playoff-style hockey uh, when the chips are down and when it really counts. Mr. Agello, uh, we, we don't want to turn this into a bitch fest, mm -hmm. but it, it's starting to sound more, uh, you know, it's getting di more dire and it's becoming more frustrating as we watch this team not necessarily implode, but reveal itself good morning good morning um yeah i mean I, I was having a discussion with somebody last yesterday after the game and um you know is it a situation where is it better to for this team to reveal their flaws a couple weeks before the deadline so that they can be addressed and i mean maybe it maybe that's the case but the problem is the flaws right now are so vast that I don't know if they can be if if all the holes can be plugged before the deadline. I mean, right now, and 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 specifically the defense, and you know, I'm not talking about just last night. I'm talking about over the last few weeks and in the wake of Jake Muzzin's injury. Um, they have a really good top pairing in Brody and Riley that they've been forced to split into two pairs because. They need coverage. They can't have Riley and Brody play 28 minutes a night. So they've put Riley on one pair, put Brody, flipped him over to the left side. He's playing with Justin Hall. Uh, Riley has played with Lilligren. He's played with Sandine. He's played with Labushkin. He's played, you know, so. Mm -hmm. um, and it doesn't work because none of the guys that you're pairing either Riley or Brody with are top four defensemen. Hall, at best, is a four. He's had a bad year and he can play the 20 minutes because he's used to playing it. But as good as I think Sandine or Lilligren are, mm -hmm. they're not ready to, you know, be in the position of being in that crucible of, that is the postseason mm -hmm. and, and, you know, handle that heat. Um, I think if they have Sandine and Lilligren as a bottom pairing, they're in good shape. But the problem is that they're right now having to play them as threes and fours, and they're just not capable of doing that. So um, are they going to be able to plug that hole uh, before March 21st? Uh, I don't know, but I, I right. think it's necessary for this team to even have a chance of advancing past the first round in the playoffs. Chris Manos, good morning, gents. Defense not great, but you can't win with this type of goaltending, Chris. Um, the, the Leafs are ride or die with Mrazek and Campbell. Um, the, just, you can't supplant one of them with a, a goaltender worth his weight who will come in and, and remodel this organization or transform it or energize it. So it's those two dudes. The, the, what Kyle Dubas may be able to do is bring in a, another body or a, another type of defenseman who can... Um, instill a little bit more confidence in that defensive group right now that uh, is really run ragged. Three goals against in the third period last night, up 4-3 uh, on the Vancouver Canucks. The uh, the spotlight is shining brighter on this team right now, not only because um, it's it's playing like shit, uh, it's 
uh, fans are beginning to get frustrated again. But teams like Boston are nipping at their heels, Mike. So as opposed to this idea of winning the division and giving yourself a better path forward in the playoffs, geez, the Leafs, we don't know if they continue playing like this. They may be struggling tooth and nail to secure a spot that any spot, you know what I'm saying? Well, I mean, I think that you pretty much can write off the division. They've used up their games in hand that were uh, in place because of the postponed games in, in December. And now they're even in games with Florida and they're a game. Uh, they played one more game than Tampa mm-hmm. and they're five points behind Florida and they're four points behind Tampa. Now they have plenty of head to head matchups against them, but the advantage of making up those games and making up ground is gone. Mm-hmm. Um, Boston is two points behind them. Boston's played an extra game, but the thing is they're not in danger of dropping out of the playoffs. And you're not saying that. And I'm not saying that because even if they fall into a wild card, you know, the gap between the second wild card and the next closest but, team, but you'll take, but the Leafs will just have to take what they get. If, if they don't call their own shot, if they're not good enough to run the table in the, in the regular season and set themselves up, for I mean, at least theoretically, for better playoff success based on their first round opponent, they're just gonna have to take what they get because they'll deserve what they get, right? And that's just the way it is. Well, I mean, let's just say this: if they finish in a while, if they finish in third place, they're gonna play either Tampa or Florida. Mm. If they finish in a wild card, they're gonna play either Tampa or Florida, um, or or Carolina. Right. To me, Carolina is probably the best option of the three, and and they're they're a good team too. So I it really, I mean, they're putting themselves in a position where they're going to play a really difficult first round opponent, start on the road. Um, but I mean, really, that's not a con- that's not the concern right now. The concern is in house whether they can play the brand of hockey that is conducive to winning mm-hmm. in the playoffs. And right now, again, you know, we've seen. In three of the last four games, um, that they they have just seem to be detached from reality when it comes to what they need to do to win in the postseason. The game against Detroit was a, was a you know 1980s fl- uh, fly by the seat of your pants. You know whoever scores last is the winner game, which is ridiculous. Glenn game- Hanlon versus Ken Reggett. No, I, I I said Alan Bester versus Greg Steffen. There you go. Uh, yeah, you know, sieves on both ends. Um, and then and then uh, the game against Buffalo is a typical Buffalo-Toronto game where Buffalo is in, in energetic and enthused and Toronto just is like, you know, they just thinks that they think it's a preseason game instead of a game against a team that's supposed to be your arch rival. And last night, they actually scored four goals on Thatcher Demko, who stoned them in Vancouver uh, a while back. So they get four goals. But then four goals, should, four goals should win you a game when you're four goals should win you most games. And, right. what they, and what they did, what they did was they didn't block shots. They didn't uh, con- control the front of their own net. Um, they didn't uh, gain puck possession uh, in their own zone. Um, they allowed deflections right. and the goaltender didn't make a big save. And this is, you know, like people are in the chat are saying, well, they should go out and get a goaltender. There is not a viable we option. Talking about that, like who are you, yeah. who are you going to bring? Right, there's not. There is. There. Like, I'm just putting this to bed. There right. is. No, there is no viable option out there on the trade market that is better. 
than what they have right now because the good teams are keeping their goaltenders. The bad teams, if they're a young goaltender, they're keeping them. Um, and the rentals, short of Marc-Andre Fleury, and I don't think Fleury is, you know, so there's talk about him not being, not wanting to leave Chicago. If that's the case, then what, is Braden Holtby an, up, an upgrade? So, so you're going to add another goaltender to the roster when you've got two capable goaltenders. I'm not saying that they're Con Smythe winners or Vesna winners. But you're gonna add another goaltender to the roster, but do not and do nothing to uh, to repair or remedy what, what is um, the you know the real issue with with this team uh, in terms of a defensive game, and that's a a flawed defense defensive core. You know your veteran who's won cups, who you'd be relying, who need in these moments down these stretches is injured. Who knows what's going to happen with Jake Muzzin? So well, that's an issue. You would need somebody above and beyond him if he were 100% healthy. So I, that's where the issue is to go out and get a goal. To, what the hell you're going to you're going to put him between the pipes and say save this effing thing? Like well, it doesn't but, it doesn't make any sense in this moment, Mike. Maybe well, next year, well, but not but right the, now. But the thing the thing is and and this is what we were talking about last night. Um you can go out and you can acquire you can acquire a defenseman. Say it's a top four. Say Muzzin comes back. Sure, he's healthy. If you can't get a save when you need it, what's the point? And that now that that so I mean <laughs> it's all falling apart, right? So so the the <laughs> thing the thing is it's like you know and, and you're going to expend significant assets to get that defenseman. So you know, do you want to trade a first round pick and a prospect, or a first round pick and a defenseman like a Travis Dermott or a Justin Hall to get a defenseman for a stretch run. And then you don't have the goal. You don't have enough confidence in your goaltending to, uh, to, to crazy. So, I mean, and I, I think I said, I think, <laughs> I think I said it before. I think they lose in the goaltending matchup against Florida. I think they lose in the goaltending matchup against Tampa Bay. You know, they would play Freddie Anderson, which would be ironic if they played Carolina. So, you know, I mean, the, it, it's 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 bizarre, but the, the the whole thing is, and this is what Dubas said on on Friday in Hamilton that I think is Did, questionable. Mike, yeah, go ahead. Two months ago, we did a Leafs top five. Did you not give Jack Campbell an A? Yeah, right. This is uh, now we're wondering if the Leafs have a anybody who can stop a save. When they need it, somebody two months ago, this guy's getting an A. Is, somebody, have the chickens come home to roost on this cat? Somebody in the chat just posted the uh, the statistic: the <laughs> Leafs have the worst save percentage in the NHL since New Year's, eight seventy six. I think that right. I think that, I think that's correct. Jack Chris Daniels, Cam the guy's money, eh? He's, he Jack messages me at like three a.m. with all these crazy stats. The guy's devoted. Way to go, Chris! Thanks for being a, a convert, man. Jack Campbell, remember. His all-star appearance was based mostly on him being the best goaltender in the NHL the first two months, up until you know that long streak in November when the Leafs were winning everything. After December 1st, if you look at his goals against and you look at his save percentage, his goals against is way over three. His save percentage is, I think, in the 880s now. So he has he has been inconsistent. He still he was still getting wins. But he's not right. playing anywhere close. Now you could say that the first two months were not sustainable. Well, this isn't sustainable. If he plays like this, you know, what's the point in going out and getting a defenseman and getting another forward? The, you know, it, that, that's that's the calculation. At a certain point, if they if they say, 
well, you know, and they're not going to say publicly because, you know, Dubas, again, in Hamilton on Friday said, oh, I have confidence in our goaltending. Of course, he's going to say that. But, I mean, I don't know whether one, the, the addition of one defenseman and the return of Jake Muzzin is going to be enough to limit the chances. You know, so, I mean, it, it, it's not all on the goaltending, but it's sort of like in the NFL. If you have a really good defense and you have a really good uh, offensive line and your quarterback blows, you're not going to win. Jay Scott, Willie for a defenseman. I just thought I'd put that up there. Um, okay, so here's the thing, Mike. Uh, so uh, Austin Matthews scores scores two goals. Oh, Austin Matthews is God. He's the greatest person to ever walk the face of the earth. He's going to win the Rocket Richard Trophy again. He is king. Austin they, Matthews. Oh, William Nylander, effervescence. They were chanting MVP last oh, night when Matthews scored great. the Great. So what? So what? good for him. Lead this team to a, a championship, man. Like it's and this is again. I'm glad he's playing this way. But I, if he scored 29 goals by now, and this team had given up 20 less goals, and it was a defensive juggernaut, I take that over what's happening. This well, is not on Austin Matthews. Don't get me no. wrong. He's St. Matthews. But you know there are these. Um, you know, is this is will this be the championship for this team? Austin Matthews winning another Rocket Richard. Uh, William Nylander having the best statistical season he's had. Who cares about these things? We're talking about the complete composition of this team right. being flawed. There's, it's, it's, it's flawed. And these guys up front with all this offensive skill are I, terrific. But it's, it's not, not, not going to amount to anything. And, and, and it's showing right now that if you're a one-dimensional kind of team... Um, again, I'll use this this phrase: the chickens will come home to roost on you. I I can talk till I'm blue in the face, and I have, and you have over the last few years about the construct of this team and the fact that you know spending forty million dollars on top your top four forwards is not a way to build a successful team and to win. Um, there's no, you know, Marner's playing fantastic. Matthews could win the rocket Richard. And like I said, there were chance of MVP last night of him winning the heart. Good. Really? I, I, God bless. That's great. And John Tavares is a, is a good leader and, you know, had a finally broke a long goal streak. Um, and William Nylander, when he's on is one of the more talented players in this league. The problem is your lineup, the rest of, you know, your especially your defense right. and your goaltender. You're not. You're right now. You're paying your number one goaltender under two million dollars. Your backup all under four. Mm -hmm. uh, you're paying. You know, you've got a couple young kids on defense. Your highest paid defenseman is on the injured list uh, in Muzzin. So you know, th there are there are big holes here, right. and those holes can be filled by players if you weren't strapped by forty million dollars for your top four forwards. But that's the reality. Until you know, they're not going to trade any one of those guys uh, during the season. If they lose in the first round again, they may trade one of them, and it may not even be Cal Kyle Dubas who's in control. But the here and the now is um, this team clearly needs to improve before March 21st. They clearly have designs on a defenseman. That's what Dubas said on Friday. Uh, we don't know what. We don't know, uh, you know, where. Um, I, my belief is it's got to be somebody who's a top four defenseman. If it's not, then I don't know what they're doing because they have enough guys who are depth guys. 
and they may have to add another defenseman if Muzzin is out for the rest of the regular season. So I, really, Dubas has a, a really big challenge in front of him. Interesting connection here, and it's loose, but Mike V, I'd rather have Stevie Y when Detroit was winning championships versus Stevie Y racking up points, and Detroit was a joke. Just saying, I mean, that was the infancy in the, the you know, Stevie Y was the, the, the core of that eventual uh championship yeah team. but look, look at look at that red wing team i mean they, like okay early on the team that eiserman led that lost to the leafs in 93 you know they had a, they had some good players they, they had primo and they had you know but uh their goaltending was you know what was it uh um uh, bob or uh, tim shovel day it's like they didn't start winning until osgood was a was a better was a higher level goaltender they had nicholas lidstrom and akashic for one of the runs. but he was at the end of his career you know uh, and that was when they had cujo too but it was it was but uh, uh osgood won the the two uh consecutive stanley cups in 97 and 98 mm-hmm. i mean that team and and remember that was before that team was so thorough mike and that that was before the salary cap, right? Okay, but you can still, with a salary cap, build something that emulates that. Of course, you can, right? You may not have, you don't have nowadays. You don't have to pay every player fifteen million dollars a year, right? But you yeah, can but still, you can money. still construct a team that that makes sense. Uh, that you know, that theoretically should win. If you're if you're you're a two hundred foot kind of team, you play defense in three zones. You have solid goaltending. You have a t- a forwards who can score but are committed defensively. And, you know, Mike, we talk about the four guys who make all the money, okay, right? The four guys who make all the money, and that's great. And initially we were thinking they're going to just run roughshod over every team because the offense will just be so overbearing. Clearly that hasn't been the case. They're one of the most, best offensive teams in this era right now, and that's great. But it it ha- really, hasn't really amounted to much. You know, I, I'm I'm just wondering if – Never mind the money. Are these are these four guys the type types of players you want to play that committed defensive team game so that you can be a team that locks it down when you need to with a good a great goaltender or even a good goaltender? And that's where we're starting to get into this idea that the change needs to to happen for many reasons besides uh, the the financial um, weight that is. Uh, you know, currently holding this team back from just spending like madmen to uh, to to get whatever the hell they want, right? Well, okay, I, I do like Austin Matthews is a a good two way player. I mean, he he's thinking offense, but he does uh, pay attention to detail when it comes to defense. Right. You know, and we know Marner is excellent penalty killer. Um, he can get muscled off the puck because he's not the biggest guy in the world, but he's, you know, he's, he's a, and Tavares is good on faceoffs. You know, Nylander, again, he, when he wants to be, he's really good at both ends. When he doesn't want to be, he's a disaster. Um, he's the only, we have to qualify any criticism with this guy. You have to qualify with anyone else. It's just, it is, they are who they are. What, what but, is, but the, but Man. again, the problem isn't those four players. The problem is, the rest of the team and and being able to surround them with more talent to be able to, I mean, okay. Ta- Tampa Bay, you know, Tampa Bay has high end talent that is being paid. Hedman, Kucherov, Stamkos point. But then they've got a second level of player that the Leafs don't have. Kalorn, Palat, Sorelli. 
that are not making big money, but they're making decent enough money. And then they have Sergachev and they have Cernak and they have McDonough and then they're paying their goaltender. But those, they, because of their situation with the Florida state tax, they can pay those guys less and they can pay more players. The Leafs, you didn't have anybody giving up any dollars and I, I don't begrudge them. Austin Matthews get as much as he possibly can. Tavares took less to come to Toronto. You know, Marner, we, that's well, and, 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 and Nylander, those are well, you know, um, Morgan Riley took less than market value. I'm sure he would have gotten more uh, on the open market this year as a free agent. But the whole point is, is that these teams can spread out their money more and they had, they're deeper and they can play a game that is conducive to playoff success um, now, Tampa Bay lost all those guys uh, that won two cups. They lost Goudreau and Coleman and Gord and Tyler Johnson, you know, but they were able to, because their organization was so deep, they were able to recover and they brought in other guys and they signed mm-hmm. Corey Perry and they brought in P- uh, Pierre Edward Belmar. And, you know, it, because when the core is there, Mike, that's all you have to do is accessorize. Right. And, but the, and, and the, you have the success, the team's got the pedigree and you walk into that, that facility it's a championship facility everybody there the the the, uh ushers and the the concession stand workers are walking two feet taller and feeling much more confident because it's a championship environment so you can accessorize and these caps will come on and they just keep going until um the the bottom falls out which it eventually does on every dynasty or every uh team that's winning over a certain period of time the Leafs just need to get themselves to a point where they put themselves in a conversation of yeah you know what we may have it and we may be able to develop it but they they still can't get there and they're the issues happen the issues that keep rearing their ugly heads with this team um uh, are not necessarily new they're not they're not arising out of nowhere and we're like oh shit we didn't know this wasn't going to be an issue we didn't know this guy was going to uh, combust it's the same stuff the team is not as tough as it should be for for playoff hockey and that, that's a requirement the defense needs to be um you know better right the, the the you need better players on defense guys with some experience guys who can come in and grab this team by the horns and, and move it through and then obviously the now the goaltending's in 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 question so yeah that's that's sort of where we are right now a few more points and we'll wrap it up yeah i i i i think that now the the, the real question is and again we don't know what's going to happen in terms of how they're going to approach March the 21st, whether Muzzin is going to sit out the rest of the regular season or as Dubas said, or as Dubas said, um, you know, we're going to sort of, we're expecting him to come back and unless they get bad news about Muzzin, then they're expecting, you know, they're not going to spend that uh, LTIR money, but I I believe that they're going to. I believe because they don't know how long Muzzin's going to be out. And last year, if you remember, you know they traded from Nick Foligno. They traded him through a second team so they could uh, lower his salary. But they were still um, they were in LTIR money because of Freddie Anderson. And then at the end of the year, with Hyman hurt and a couple other guys hurt, they were able to bring Anderson back to get a couple a game or two. I think it was at the at, uh, to see whether he he, he was okay. Uh, to, to be a backup during the playoffs, and if they tr- if they use the money for Muzzin's cap hit um, to to bring in a forward or bring in a defenseman, 
then they might be able to move things around if somebody else gets hurt before that before the end of the regular season. But the whole thing is, like, I I definitely know that uh, you know there's been chatter out there about them going after a forward to play on the on the wing on the second line. I mean, forget the JT Miller stuff; it's just not realistic. I mean, it would cost them an arm and a leg, and he's one of Vancouver's better players, and Vancouver's still in the playoff race. Then the name of Max Domi came up, and I don't. I was talking to some people yesterday and they don't understand what, why, what, you know, cause Max Nomi isn't exactly a sniper. It's like, it's like, he's, he's a good player. Don't get me wrong. I'm not casting aspersions on him, but he's, you know, he's not what they need on that second line. He's not, he's not a tough guy. He's not a big guy, yeah. not a sniper. Other than that, he's great. Well, the so, Leafs aren't in a position where they need a cherry to put on top of this delicious Sunday that could you know, feed us all for, for decades to come because it, you know, achieves the ultimate goal and that's winning a Stanley Cup. Not not even close. He'd, just, he'd be a guy to come in and bring some some heat and some fire and, and do what he can. And they're obviously the, the stories connected to the organization, which yeah. is at this point, the Leafs don't necessarily need a feel-good story or anything that has to do with a historical tie to the to the team and the players gone by. They The Leafs need... A, a few bodies to come in here and help enhance uh, what's decent, but certainly has flaws, Mike. Um, I just wanted to point this out. Jack Campbell, 16th in goals against average now. 261 and his uh, save percentage is 915. So respectable numbers on any other kind of just blah team, but he's really plummeted from, from his perch that he, uh, you know, was enjoying for a, a good portion of the 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 season and, and that kind of sucks for him but it's an indicator that um, you know the Leafs are giving up a lot more goals we thought it would be a remedy you know maybe a some some enhancements to the defensive core now that the the, the goaltending is suspect boy oh boy um you know we're in for a rocky ride here uh, a couple more points Michael let you make I just wanted to throw a few things out there if you ordered a Leafs combo hoodie uh, they're in the mail so uh get excited for that if you have a you know any of our paraphernalia any um clothing that you've purchased uh, through to support the podcast over the last few years recent hoodies going back back 18 19 20 uh post some pictures uh send me a picture at the leafs combo gmail.com i'll put it in community on our youtube channel just want to show you guys uh and um you know the support you have for the project we'd, we'd like to do that as we kind of make our final run here towards the end of the season um mr a uh you, uh, you did throw out some names are, are we in a spot right now where we want to name names uh or in terms of target in terms of right. trade targets right well i think it's I think it's the usual suspects. I'm a little skeptical about the Ben Sherratt uh, talk because um, there's a lot of talk out there about the New York Rangers being interested in Sherratt and mm -hmm. Jeff Gordon being the former Rangers general manager. You know, he probably would be very interested in some of the Rangers prospects in exchange for Sherratt. So that's where I think he's going, but there's no guarantee. There's other, other teams that are in, in on him. Um, you know, in some instances, the market has dried up, you know, like Kling, John Klingberg is not going to be traded because right now Dallas is in a playoff spot, but uh, clearly Giordano is going to be traded. 
Mm-hmm. Um, I think, you know, Ristolainen is going to be traded from Philadelphia. Um, you know, there's a few, there's a few other guys who I would cat- put in the top four category. Uh, but it's like I said, it's going to cost them a first round pick and probably either a lower mid prospect or another draft pick. And it's a hefty price, but I think that they have to do it. And if they use the LTIR money when it comes to uh, Muzzin, uh, then they might go out and get a forward too, because unless they think Robertson can handle second line uh, wing duty and, you know, they, they were positive about the way he played yesterday. Mm-hmm. Um, they're, they can't load a bunch of minutes on him right now because he only played six games in the AHL after being out for three months with a broken leg. So I think they're trying to like sort of slowly build him up, but they may give that an opportunity. And I don't, I don't think that they're showcasing him unless there's a big deal out there that I, that nobody knows anything about. You know, there's some nice stories going on. Michael Bunting, He's going to be in the conversation for the Calder. He's leading the NHL rookies right now with, I think, 43 points. He's a beneficiary of playing on a line with with Matthews and Marner, but we got to give him credit. I mean, he's he brings, uh, again, talk about a, a, a player that is re- refreshing. He brings an element to that, to that top line that is needed, and he's providing. Uh, Nick Robertson scored his first NHL goal last night. That we should we should have we should have been talking about that more as opposed to lamenting all of these deficiencies with with the Maple Leafs. Austin Matthews again, St. Matthews. What what do you say? The guy is he the greatest player in the world? On many nights he is, uh, and and that's great. He represents the Maple Leafs for now, but he won't represent the Maple Leafs forever, especially if this team can't get more cohesive when it comes to its development and its process forward. What the F is this team trying to accomplish and how is it going to get there? It just seems, Mike, it's again, these showcasey things that are taking place are wonderful. But how do they, how does Nick Robertson's first goal, how does Bunting's, you know, points parade, what Matthews is doing, uh, bleed into the, the agenda? How is what they're doing affect the agenda? positively and make it stronger as we, we barrel towards the playoffs. And again, it's not their issues. It's just the team issue. Right. And again, it's just a lack of cohesion. And that's, that's really super concerning. Uh, last word to you, Mike. Yeah. I, I mean, it's a good question and I don't know. And that's right. the problem. I mean, right now, you know, they've had a very good year. But it could all be for naught if they bow out in the playoffs again, because they're, you know, at on on the surface, they're not as good as Florida. They're right. not as good as Tampa. They not they're not as good as Carolina. Uh, and those are the teams that they're likely gonna, gonna come up against in the first round. So, you know, the way they have to approach the deadline is can we make a, ourselves better to have a better chance of beating those teams? And I think that they're going to do try to do that uh, without giving up the farm. But I, right now, whoever they play in the first round, they're the underdog. Well, they, and and they should be. Uh, they should. <laughs> should they be the underdog? No. But will they be the underdog? Yes, based on you know the the question marks that surround this team. 
Like, what I would like to see this team do, and I don't think it's capable of it, is just give up fewer goals, play a better defensive game. Like, it's exhilarating to score goals in abundance, but this up three nothing, give them all back, and then just eke it out in the last couple of minutes. It's it's exciting, and we can go on and Twitter all day long and post pictures of ourselves in, in jerseys and go, look, I'm game ready. That's awesome, but really, that's not. It's just not the it's it's not the 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 recipe for for success. That's what I want, guys. You let us know in the chat uh, below the post on YouTube. What do you want to see this team do right now, right now to 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 make you feel better? Not so much just a trade or a guy. But what kind of what do you want to see from the team? How it's playing, um, you know, how it's operating, just to to make you feel better and uh, by extension make the team better uh the heritage classics coming up this weekend that should be fun we'll see if the leafs go in um riding a high or if the the pressure becomes even more palpable because they've just been picking away here and they play a team in buffalo uh and prepare yourself prepare yourself norm it is a it is technically a sabers home game against the leafs really so you know what that's what what that means that means they won't show up (laughs) We could be here in two months and look back and go, ah, oh, geez, we were losing our minds for good reason, but it was all for naught because the Leafs have had found their way and their opposition lost its nerve and the Leafs are pushing through. It's possible. Am I expecting it based on what we're seeing right now? No, but this is the whole point of the Leafs combo, just to, to plot along with the team, good, bad, and ugly un- until the very end. All right. Fun show, guys. Don't forget to follow us uh, on YouTube. Just hit the like button and the bell icon, and you'll get all of the Leafs combo content that your heart desires. All right, we'll catch up hopefully on Thursday. For Mike, I'm Norm. Talk to you soon.